you know, ultimately being very intentional about, you know, what you're putting in your body, whether that's your mind or the foods that you're eating and not drinking a Coke or grabbing something else rather than a, you know, burger and French fries, you know, just being very intentional about what you do uh, versus, um, you know, being proactive rather than reactive, which is, you know, the way to live a long, healthy life. This is the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Guys Show with Matt and Dr. Iggy, helping you achieve peak health and financial freedom so that you can live a long, vibrant life on your own terms. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Dr. Iggy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, Wise Guys Show. My name is Matt Faircloth, and I am your host, and I am here with my awesome, awesome, full of energy, full of all kinds of great things, full of love, Dr. Iggy. How are you, brother? I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling <laughs> the love. I love when I see Matt, because I just want to give him a hug. He's oh, lovable. Cute. I know. You can't He's hug on Zoom, lovable. Though, but it's okay. I know. Big teddy bears, right? Um, well, I am uh, I am great, man. I'm, I'm well today. I missed my workout this morning, but I'm going to do... I, I might have to like walk really fast around the house or do something to get my steps up to like 15,000 today or something um, to uh, to get my, my, my blood pulse up. But other than that, I had a fat cold shower today, um, got my vitamins, got uh, some caffeine in me i'm feeling 9.999 out of 10 man how about you i'm doing pretty good i'm not that good but i'm doing pretty good yeah i got my my workout in i got my biking workout in took a call while i was biking which i it was a zoom call a little dangerous and and uh yeah and and so things are good and then i jumped in my cold bath and then we we did this so this is fantastic are you videoing off during this bike ride well i start usually video on Yep. And then I turn it off and say, hey, I'm biking. And then I put it in my back pocket. Yep. And then, yeah. And then it's like a phone call. And and then I have yeah. inexpensive things that go around my earbuds to, as long as I don't go over 20 miles an hour, I'm good. So I've like talked a, to you before when I've seen the beginning of the conversation with like a screen, like a, a you sharing screen, you got the helmet on and you're out on a trail. Yeah. So um, yeah, you are the, uh, the king of making things happen on like on life's turn, you're like making life happen on your terms. So it's like, I want to be out for bike rides. Like, you're not going to be the guy to say, Oh, I have a zoom call. So I just won't do my bike ride today. It's like, how can I, you know, how can I make them both happen? Um, so yeah, I've, I've loved, I love that about you, man. It's good stuff. Um, so let's get into our, our tips, man, because we've got a great episode that I want to hop into today. Uh, it's really good stuff. But before we get there, you want to get us healthy, brother? Do a I'll get healthy. you healthy, but I might give it a tip. My stomach just growl. We were talking about something. You'll have to listen to the podcast. It may make you hungry because my stomach is growling. Right I swear, now. this is one of those things where the mention of this food I believe, unless you're like a vegetarian, um, makes it just, it's going to make people hungry. And I don't, I'd love to know the, if anybody knows this, uh, send us a message at mattandiggy.com as to why, uh, why this, the mention of this food immediately makes you hungry. But I got hungry too immediately when we talked about it on the show. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I had my stomach growl too. Totally. All right, here, let's get, let's get right into it. So Matt, you probably see me, we've flown together and there's some, (laughs) besides all the crap that I carry with me, um, and Matt's going to help me with that. That'll be my, that'll be Matt's health tip for me is to cut down the amount of crap I bring on a plane. So 
one of the things that he may have seen, you may have seen it and you may not have is I'll buy water bottles. Cause you know, you can't carry your own water and I'll drop in some tablets in the water bottles. And those tablets are hydro hydrogen. They're hydrogen tablets. Couldn't get the word out at first. And hydrogen is one of nature's best molecules. And most people think of it, you think of hydrogen, you know, as the, the gas and that's what it is and, and it's um, chemical uses, but not for the human body. But it's, believe it or not, it's one of the most permeable gases. And so it can go right through your cell membranes and it can get right in there. And the reason why I take it, the biggest reason is it is an antioxidant, not known for its antioxidant capabilities, but it, it doesn't... Um, interact with your exercise performance. So the, I'm taking it on a plane for the for the antioxidant properties. And because you're exposed to so much radiation, you know, when you go up high is um, and to recover faster from that plane flight. But I also take it after I go biking and stuff like that, because it's an antioxidant and it doesn't it doesn't interact with that stress level. So when you when you exercise, you you stress your body, you m do micro tears to your muscles and stuff like that. But if you took vitamin C right afterwards, it would help with the recovery possibly, but you would deplete a lot of those inflammatory uh, reactions. And when you deplete those inflammatory reactions, you don't get improvement. So taking hydrogen tablets, not straight, you put them in water and getting some hydrogen gas in you would, uh, it, it works the same way as being an antioxidant, but not depleting what you just worked so hard for in improving. So what else does it do? So we talked about that and it can also act as an uh, adaptogen, something that your body can can rebound faster and also um, uh, has the best way to say adaptogen. It helps your body deal with stress. And so mm -hmm. it, it helps with that. And then um, it also increases your mood and anxiety. And you can look up hydrogen tablets and look up PubMed, and you can find a whole bunch of research articles on hydrogen gas, whether I take, I put it and use tablets because then I can carry them with me. You can get a hydrogen generator and stuff like that. And it also protects your mitochondria, you see your energy centers by its ability to diffuse right through those cell membranes and right into those, those, uh, what are they? Lipid bilayers? We get into technical probably. All right. So you're asking me, but that's I know. When Matt was looking yeah. at me like uh, yeah. that's when you know. So that that's why you'll see me carry it on a flight. It, it even um, and you can look it up. You can decide if it's best for you or not. But I'll take it every day. I'll take some hydrogen, usually by adding these tablets in the water. And uh, and then we go from there. Well. Where does one get it though? You Where can does... order. That's a great question. So you can order it on Amazon. There's hydrogen tablets. I forgot the name of the company that I use. Uh, Dr. Mercola or Mercola Products makes one. Um, uh, there, a lot of them are one buys another one, but you have to see, there's a couple of them that I've tried that kind of made my stomach upset. So you have to see, and and they weren't cheap. And you have to see what works best for you. Got so, it. Got yeah. it. That's good stuff. There's a lot of different additives that you can put into things and that you've talked about magnesium in the past. You've talked about um, uh, hydrogen today. Um, and she's uh, I, I, with creatine. I think you talked about Creatine yeah. we talked about. Yeah. 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 
there's a lot of different additives that a lot of people are just like, oh, I'll just take a multivitamin, you know, or whatever. But like, there's actually, I think, a better benefit in taking individual supplements or individual items um, and through different implementations. You actually talk about an implementation on today's episode. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, might make a lot of people squirm um, a bit when they talk about how you- It makes me uh, squirm too. Yeah, I know. I'll but I use it. Enough of that. Uh, let's talk, let, let me transition over to our wealth tip. And I did talk about this a bit on our show, but Dr. Iggy had asked me to highlight that a little, this a little bit further, just to further underscore it for you guys. Um, let's talk about financial planning for your children. Um, so there are 529 plans and all kinds of other tax deferred or tax free plans you can do to save up for your kids. And those things are great. Um, and you should do those kinds of things. And you should think about financial planning for your kids, not just for them to go to college, because I'm not a advocate that everyone in the whole wide world should go to college. There are other things that kids should do when they turn 18, but not for nothing. When they turn 18, wouldn't it be great for them to have a shot of something, an asset or a shot of cash waiting for them either to go to college on or to go and start a business on or to go to trade school on or to go and tour you know, Europe for a year and find air quote, find themselves, right? Whatever it is uh, they want to do, how great would it be to deliver that to your children as a as a booster to get started in life? Right, Dr. Iggy? So, oh my God, yeah. Yes. So whatever they want to do with it, we would all agree that it'd be good to have your kids start life with a little bit of a head of a leg up um, wealth-wise and have an asset or some cash to get them going. Now, in Brandon Turner's uh, Low and Money Down Real Estate Investing, he talks about how he had his daughter, when his daughter was born, he bought a four-family rental property. Um, and this is, how that went, this is how that went down. Bought a four-unit, fixed it up, used the Burr method where he bought it renovated it, rented out, refinanced it into long-term traditional financing, probably backed by his own personal credit, his own personal name. And it was amortized over a, you could do over a 30 year. If you want to get aggressive, you could do it over a 15, as long as the cash flow coming from the property is enough to service and pay that debt along with the property's expenses. And either way, even if it's on a 30 year, the property will, with tenants in, you know, tenants move in and out, there's hopefully some cash flow that you squirrel away, don't touch. You keep that cash flow squirreled away, put it up in a nice little bank account for your kid. And when the tenant moves out, use some of that cash flow account to renovate the property. If the tenant stays in, in, in forever, that's just more cash that your child gets when they turn 18. Um, or if the property needs a new roof or whatever, you operate the property out of that bank account. And that becomes like a little micro bubble, little business that self-funds itself, hopefully. And if you got to throw a few bucks at it, you do. Um, but for the most part, it just takes the cash flow that it makes and maintains itself. And more importantly, overall things, the amortizing debt, the debt that just gets paid off and gets whittled away and gets paid down faster and faster and faster, either it gets paid halfway down by the time your kid is 18, or it gets paid all the way down if you go on a 15-year uh, amortized mortgage, you're delivering an asset, which is a cash flowing piece of real estate to your child that they can take and live on the cash flow. They could take and move into the property if they want. They could take and liquidate the property and hopefully generate a nice big windfall for themselves that they could take and go to college with or put in their pocket or invest in something else. Um, or they could refinance it and take it and take that take that new shot of cash out, keep the asset, keep it cash flowing, and take the um, take the new shot of cash through the refinance uh, and put it to work somewhere, either go to school or in further investments or whatever it may be. 
It is a great way that through buying the property, maybe with no money down, uh, through using Brandon's tactics and low money down or using the tactics that I put forth in raising private capital, um, they can go and do a low to money down investment for their child. And just you maintain that while the child gets older and older and older. And maybe even when the kid gets old enough that they start maintaining that asset themselves. I talk more about this in today's show, but that is certainly, certainly a great wealth tip. It is never too soon to start talking about financial planning for your children. Yes, 401ks. Yes, 529 plans. Yes, savings accounts. And yes, take the money that relatives give them when they are born or when they when when their aunt Sally gives them a check on their birthday for 25 bucks. Don't put it in your own personal savings account. Do a savings account for your kids too. Yes to all those things. But a real estate investment could be the best way to deliver an enormous, enormous shot in the arm for your kids and give them an enormous leg up when they graduate. What do you think, Dr. Iggy? Oh, I, I mean, I asked you to speak about it. And there's a reason why I asked, because I did 529 plans and, yep. and they're fine and they're okay, but I had to put in a lot of money. If I would have done um, your idea, it would have it would have been much more prosperous. And not only that, the, the raw appreciation of when I started these plans and that, just the, the, you know, everything we're seeing right now would have helped. And then the forced appreciation and then on top of it, the cash flow. And you you know you you do and it teaches them about business and and if they decide to sell it then they sell it and it's it becomes their decision at 18 yes it's their decision at 18 but it's a great way to give them a little gift like here you go do what you choose with it you know i'm detaching myself this is what daddy would do with it but this is what you you can do your own thing with it right um and that so yeah it's it's a uh, it's a great investment um well let's talk about today's guest today's guest uh was dr tyler tyler dalton um, and, uh, he, you know, just has a great story. Uh, we'll let him tell it to you guys. Um, and he is an embodiment of why I believe Dr. Iggy and I started this show, yes. um, which is to learn how to make more and live longer. Right. And it's not, I mean, not everybody out there needs to be a billionaire. Not everybody should be a billionaire and I don't want to be a billionaire either. Right. So it's not about making as much money as possible. It's about, learning how to create revenue streams and cash flow streams so that you don't have to trade hours for dollars your whole life. Then about getting your life back and living a long life and doing what you want with it. The whole thing, I always refer to the whole enchilada, or as they talk about in Jerry Maguire, the Quan, right? Everything, not just money, not just health, not just, you know, living my dreams, all of that all together. And I guess Tyler talks all about that today. Dr. Iggy, Dr. Iggy, what'd you get out of today's episode? Oh, it was great. I love that he was he was so open and honest about everything. Yeah, and he was. I mean, this is one you you guys just keep listening. Keep yeah, listening. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we get into a lot of health stuff. We go down some rabbit holes on health, but it's all interesting. And then um, towards the end there, we get into talking about his real estate ventures, which is really interesting too. So um, cool. So without further ado, let's bring on our guest. Dr. Tyler Dalton, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Pumped to be here. I'm pumped to have you on too, man. You and I met on Instagram of all places in the world, and we started to chat on Instagram, and I read your bio, and I said, this guy, look at this guy, you know, fourth generation pharmacist, um, grabbing life big, and, you know, merger of health and wealth. You talk about health and wealth on your Instagram page, uh, and I'm like, hey, I got a podcast that talks about health and well too, you know, and me and me and Dr. Iggy might need to talk to this guy. Um, and here we are. So why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself to our audience and then we can take it from there. Sure. Uh, like you said, my name is Tyler Dalton. I'm a fourth generation pharmacist. 
great grandfather started our family company in 1903. Mom, father, grandfather, great grandfather, uncle, aunt, you name it, has been a pharmacist. And growing up, I was like, I'll never do that. That's incredibly boring. <laughs> you know, lo and behold, I wound up in pharmacy and uh, try to consider myself a, a non-traditional pharmacist in the sense that I'm more of a health and wellness type of guy, you know, take life uh, proactively and really kind of manage it that way. But I've uh, been in pharmacy almost five years now, which is kind of crazy to think that I graduated that long ago. Um, and then also fusing in my passion projects with the real estate and been building up my passive income or active income, however you consider that uh, over the last few years and working on just trying to fuse a beautiful uh, life between the two of those and balance, you know, a new family, a new baby, a wife and all those things. So, and then here I am. <laughs> That's awesome, man. There's a lot, a lot to get into there. Let's first talk about this whole 1903 thing. Cause I start to think about pharmacy in 1903, you know, a little different than pharmacy in 2021. Right. So do you have any record or anything on what your, um, what your, you know, I, I can't even say like great, great, great grandfather was, uh, what prescriptions he was filling in 1903 <laughs> for people. What do we, here's a jar of leeches. Here you go. Mm -hmm. You know, right. Here's um, some cocaine. Yeah. Right. Hey, some cocaine, some Coca-Cola. Right. right. Yeah. What, what, uh, what was, what was it like then? And, and what's the transition been? Gosh, I mean, it's, uh, quite the evolution. We're actually, Harvard Pharmacy is still in the same exact location where it initially started. So we do have a little bit of memorabilia from, you know, back in the old days, but now there's, you know, tens of thousands of drugs. And back then there, were, you know, may have been five drugs or so. So you're treating just the very acute, the very um, small things. And now there's, you know, progression all across the board, but uh, it is kind of cool to see the memorabilia, to see uh, some of the old things that they use, you know, traditional mortar and pestle, which they actually would, you know, make things, make the elixirs or make, whatever compounds. Um, and now it's, uh, there's still compounding involved in pharmacy, but it's more of uh, a whole different ballgame than it used to be back in the day. So they're actually making the, you know, what do we need? Let me go, like you said, like a mortar and let me go get the raw ingredients and mm -hmm. I will be like an apothecary. I'll make yeah. you what it is that you need uh, that, for your prescription. Right. Yeah. 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 And we still do that to some extent at certain locations. Um, you know, some doctors will write for prescriptions for patients who can't either take certain ingredients, you know, if they have dye allergies or certain things like that. And that kind of cool, that's a cool way for us to use our chemistry background to take those raw ingredients, still mix them up the right medium, um, blend them in a solution or a topical thing that people can take. Uh, so that's, you know, one pretty cool aspect of uh, what we can do still in pharmacy. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, that's super exciting. I, I we may have to drive down there, Matt. Next time we need a prescription, I know, I you can know. get organic <laughs> ingredients added, yeah. or you know, I mean, that would be pretty cool. Well, that's yeah. that that's that's interesting. Now I, let, let's let's talk about that because you've taught it's that it's evolved now, and I know a lot of pharmacy is pretty much what you know, Bristol Myers Squibb or what Pfizer or whatever is going to sell you in a big pill bottle, and you're going to count on how many pills I get in my little pill bottle, right? Like, and they're doing the mixing and from a from a selling the corporate mainstream level pharma stuff. Now, what you said that you're more of a health and wellness guy as me and Dr. Iggy are maybe do you do some of the holistic stuff or the more alternative medicines or whatever? I mean, what, what have you done in that world? And maybe that's still how you can truly be like, a, like a like an old school apothecary where you're, you know, maybe not with a with with a crucible or whatever, but you're you're still 
uh, creating elixirs or creating things for people? What, what are you doing outside of the mainstream with regards to prescriptions or just giving people wellness items? Mm-hmm. So yeah, usually my number one tip always is focusing on health and wellness first. So when a patient comes in with a new prescription for heartburn, you know, we talk about their diet, the things they're eating, the things that could be contributing to that. Let's reduce those factors uh, from a business aspect. You know, it's not the best because they may not be taking medication, but from a health and wellness perspective, uh, that's fantastic because they're not taking these medications that can have long-term effects. So my focus is always going to be nutrition, health, and wellness, and how can we ultimately reduce, you know, the medications that you're on. And that's kind of evolved over time. There was a period of time where I was doing some consulting with people, um, focusing on functional medicine, which a lot of people are going to like an online practice, a consultation model where you truly bring people in who've been on medications for years, um, who, you know, are just not getting better. They're just taking more and more pills, which is kind of not healthcare, right? So you're trying to get them back off pills and you're de-prescribing what they're on. And um, the traditional healthcare model isn't really set up to um, get people off medicine. It's more of just to take a new medicine and then continue to take that. So um, that's kind of something I was really passionate about for a very long time um, was just to get into that functional role, find the root cause of the issue, whether it's for diabetes or, um, you know, heartburn or high blood pressure. And there's, there, there's ways to reduce those. Um, and that's just really fulfilling to speak with someone and be like, Hey, um, you know, these are the things that you can do. It may not be immediate, but it can take time and you can control your life and you can kind of get, get those things back and reduce off these medications. So do you still do functional coaching or, not as much anymore. Unfortunately, I might have a small select um, group of people that, you know, bug me about those things or ask me about those, but nothing in a, in a formal setting anymore. I'm still a big fan and advocate of um, holistic medicine, I'm a big fan of uh, nutraceuticals and um, homeopathic remedies. So I, I welcome anything. I try to blend a lot of um, different things. I always refer out to chiropractic or to acupuncturists. So I'm a big fan of blending those uh, non-traditional or I guess older sorts of medicines versus uh, Western medicine. We're so driving down there. We're <laughs> going to hang yeah. out for a day yes. and we're going to, Matt, we're doing this and we're going to hang out and we're going to get just totally in like, just, we're going to get totally what? Yes. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I know you'll be busy, but Matt and I will provide you with entertainment while you, uh, you, you treat the two of us. No, I, I, I had personally type two diabetes tendencies. My A1C kept creeping up and the doctor's like, eventually you're going to be, you know, a type two diabetic. And I'm like, bullshit, I'm not doing that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not falling down that, that path. And so that's, that's one of the big pushers that I had to change my lifestyle, to change things. And one of the, the worst things that I was doing was I'm a bike racer and I was, having the carbohydrates and the simple ones in my, uh, my, my bottle, which Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be drinking from plastic either, but Mm -hmm. from my bottle and it it would spike my blood sugar, as you know, and you would lose weight. You looked fantastic, but it's like that skinny fat. You were, you look fantastic, but your, your body's falling apart. And so then changing it and doing things. So some of the, can you name off some of the, or, or are you allowed to name off uh, some of the nutraceuticals that uh, you use uh, for like, let's say type two diabetes tendencies? 
Um, yeah, there's a number of them that I use. Um, so we won't go into all of them, but you know, I, I typically start with a broad blend. I mean, it depends on the patient. So sometimes I'll have them bring in a panel of labs that they're looking at. Um, the, the main things we'll focus on are um, things like a magnesium, which is great for just improving the body's metabolism. Uh, vitamin D, you can throw in there for the same thing. Um, you know, some things like cinnamon have, you know, arbitrary complements. Um, glutathione is a really good one to get in there um, for the metabolism and antioxidant re reducing. So those are just a few of the kind of the main ones that I'd use. But um, there's there's so much. And with, with diabetes, it's nutraceuticals help. But really, like you said, it's lifestyle, reducing inflammation, getting rid of those processed foods, um, cutting out those, those simple processed sugars, you know, deli meats, things like that, that are really inflammatory in the body that are, are kind of the root cause of things. And, you know, again, it's, you know, nutraceuticals aren't necessary for, for everything. They can kind of complement, but what my typical premise is, is that you can accomplish health just by the foods that, you know, God's created. Like, you know, don't eat stuff from a bag. Don't eat stuff from a plant. Um, eat from the earth. And then that's pretty simple. Like, you know, nothing complicated about it. So it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be whatever, but you know, these foods are available to everyone. And that's kind of the beautiful thing about it. Oh, I love it. Now the glutathione, cause you mentioned it. Cause a lot of times I hear that it has to be like a liposomal form to be absorbed. Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. that true? Is that, I mean, I buy the expensive stuff. I don't feel like blending it in, in my blender. I guess I could do that. <laughs> and I don't know if it would actually do it. You, you could tell me, and then um, we can get extreme. Cause Matt knows that I do some crazy stuff is I also get <laughs> it as a suppository. No, and I don't know. Well, and and so I don't know if that is effective, more effective. I mean, you, you can go through. I don't know if we want to go through why it works better, but I don't think we need to. You already went there. Everyone that listens to this, most people are medical professionals. They understand it. They just wouldn't be willing to do it. We yeah. have lost some of our listeners, but when you said the word <laughs> suppository, but you already went there, Dr. Iggy. So let's finish yeah. going there, uh, Tyler. What do you think? Um, uh, that wouldn't be my first choice to be honest, uh, <laughs> but you know, as far as bioavailability or, you know, it's ability to be absorbed the best orally is probably the worst route. Um, I do it because I can get a high quality one for pretty cheap and I take it just, you know, because, but, um, inhalation would be kind of my first source. Ooh. Um, but, um, you know, there's different, different people out there that do it. Um, you know, you inhale it different ways, but you know, orally, the studies show it's not the most effective, but I figure it's not that bad to take. It doesn't do any harm to do it. So I might as well just take and continue to take it until I can find like the best, the best source or the best study that tells me another way. Uh, I wouldn't take your, your choice or your route as my primary, but most people probably wouldn't. So each their own. Before we move on, I, I, you guys jumped into like level 202 real quick because you guys did like the brain connection here about glutathione. I believe that's what we're talking about, but the uh, neophyte layman in the room here for some of those that are listening what is uh the glutathione that you guys are referring to and what does it do and why should i start snorting it or putting it up my rear end yeah, yeah so it's a uh, it's kind of the master antioxidant that, that your body takes and you know in today's world we are just deprived of um or we're exposed to a number of different things that can increase our um oxidation radical oxygen species things like you know, the light that's in this room, um, the foods that we're eating. So anything we can do to kind of reduce that inflammation, reduce that, um, that oxidation in the body is going to be fantastic. And glutathione is, is considered like the ultimate, um, antioxidant. So to get that in, 
uh, I think it's just fantastic and just kind of pump your body up and reduce, uh, you know, ultimately the breakdown um, of your cells, your mitochondria over time. And that's what's going to yeah, ideally uh, improve longevity and live you, you know, let you live a long life. I'm in. Come on. <laughs> long life. I want longevity. That's what this is all about, right? Um, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, I, I, uh, there, there's, there's a lot that we could unpack here, Dr. Iggy, with regards to just other, other medicines. There's, there's a lot about, I mean, I have high cholesterol, by the way. Um, and, uh, and that's, I have high cholesterol. I also have high uh, blood sugar as well. Last time I had it checked. So I might have to check these things out. Um, and any other, uh, I, I have a question. What are the most, what's the most misconceived drug that you see people taking that's more of like the over-the-counter prescribed or uh, or medicine when really people could just shift and do this, do this way less damaging, way less side effecty kind of thing. And they're really taking a more common either over-the-counter or prescribed medicine that's a big misconception. People just shifted their context or shifted their mindset. They'd be able to do something a lot easier on their body. Uh, I would say just from a prescriptive level, typically you start with just the basic blood sugar and blood pressure. I mean, both of those things are are connected similar pathways. You know, they come from information um, and just being able to reduce processed foods and reduce inflammatory foods make a drastic difference. And mm-hmm. you know, I've seen people and I've worked with patients who have just made small changes in their diets and, you know, come off you know, diabetes medication or blood sugar or blood pressure medications, relatively simple when it's, you know, series of one to two months, um, just making small incremental changes in their diet. So uh, pretty amazing to know that um, if there was just a little bit bigger public health push on, you know, diet and just educating the public on those things, it can make a dramatic, drastic difference, you know, not only in public health spend, uh, but just in the quality of life for you know everyone around us. That's great. What are, your, what are your thoughts on cholesterol? On uh, do you well, do you believe? Not I said I hate to believe. I'm talking to a pharmacist here, right? So I'm sure you think there's got to be some application for it with regards to statins. But um, do you believe statins are over applied and um, maybe softball right there? Uh, or, uh, <laughs> or do you? Or and and if so, what are some alternatives aside from like you, we've addressed the inflammation thing and any anything else that I mean, honestly, come from somebody like myself that has been diagnosed with high cholesterol. Other things, I've got my cardiologist screaming at me to go on a statin, um, and uh, and that, but I don't want to do it because I don't. I'm 45 years old. Don't want to be on a pill for the rest of my life. Um, I want to do something else. So, what are your feelings on statins and alternatives and and that? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely a voodoo topic uh, in my realm. So, you know, <laughs> being a traditional <laughs> traditional pharmacy background, you know, you believe that um, statins are absolutely imperative. Uh, you know, saying otherwise is is counterintuitive, and you're a conspiracy theorist. But uh, there's a lot of evidence out there to say that they're the dangers from them. Um, and first of all, cholesterol is not bad. I mean, there uh, there's a mix. There's very mixed reviews on um, you know saturated fats. So I really don't want to like go down that whole rabbit hole there. Um, but you know, cholesterol is a basic building block for a number of different you know things in the body. So it's important. The brain is majority cholesterol, and you know, mix up sex hormones, like all these things. It's not, um, it's, uh, I think, artificially demonized. So my mm-hmm. take is that statins uh, are certainly overused. Again, basic back to the simple stuff, reduce inflammation, reduce the sugars that are causing the inflammation, causing the blockage. Causing the blockage. Um, so I think I would be kicked out of school if I were to say that again. But, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of statins. I think they have um, very acute, acute roles, but uh, broadband, 
I'm not a big fan overall. <laughs> I totally so. agree. <laughs> totally, completely agree. Can we move on? I mean, this is so yeah. exciting having you on here. I would say I before mean, we move my on, brain is like, I'll let you drive for a second here, Dr. Iggy, but I want to just say that if I ever decided to go on a stat, and I think Dr. Iggy would defriend me. So, um, never you listen to no, me. I mean, there, there's a reason why it's there, and and, yeah. and it depends on your cholesterol, it depends on what you're going to do, and, and there are benefits to it, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, there, yeah. there, there's some disorders that it might be necessary. Sure, as, as right, Tyler yeah. will agree with me. Certainly overapplied, but uh, but not not something that that everybody should be on that has high cholesterol. I agree. Uh, take it away, Doctor Iggy. You can change. All right, it. let's get into something in a topic because you you are Doctor Pharmacy and and you you understand a lot more biochemistry than I do. Um, so it, it, let's talk about. Because there was just um, recently Olympic trials and there was an athlete that tested positive for marijuana. I have always felt, this is my personal opinion, marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. If it helps with anxiety, it, it, why why is alcohol that can destroy your liver okay? But why is marijuana that uh, much less likely to cause harm? And and it, it makes people more than likely peaceful. Why why are we destroying it? And why why is it still on the WADA drug list? And why is it illegal? So go take it away. You can answer however you want. Tyler, you that one, if you don't right? want to answer that one, and you can answer, you can change the whole topic if you don't want to talk about it. It just it's in the public <laughs> right now. I got dispensaries. I'm in Pennsylvania. It's not legal. To, to do it recreationally, I don't think. And, but it's, it's legal in New Jersey. It's, you know, and, uh, but you get a script here. I'm sure it's not that difficult and you can pick it up. So go take it away. Yeah. Why is marijuana yeah. illegal, Tyler? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, we said no politics involved in this. Um, no, I, you know, I think it's, uh, it's one of those mixed bag things. Uh, I read something the other day and someone said, Hey, if, if this girl can win these gold medals while still smoking marijuana, then more power to her, you know, yeah. like, it's not a performance enhancing drug. I don't think it benefits in that way at all. Um, there are way worse things out there, prescriptive drugs, alcohol, like you mentioned, like there's so many other things that are worse than that. Um, and from a medicinal standpoint, I've seen dozens of patients that have been, you know, cured or benefit from marijuana. So I'm totally uh, not in favor of her getting kicked out for that. I, I mean, I think it's just um, a lot of politics involved in it. You know, if it's old school, they're not going to really change their opinions that quickly, but um it's very unfortunate, but, you know, from a, a standpoint of she should know the rules, she should know that's involved. If you're really, truly an Olympic athlete, then you know you're going to be tested and marijuana is involved. Then, you know, come on, you can not smoke or not do edibles or whatever you're doing for a certain period of time. But very disappointing, extremely unfortunate. But um, you know, if I was on the committee, I would say, you know what, she's still kicking tail and she's doing incredible things. So I would probably give her a pass. Yeah. I got my devil's advocate, right? She knew she was going to get tested. Yeah, okay. of course. That's yeah. my devil's advocate. I agree with you guys. It's not a performance enhancing drug. You're absolutely right. Um, and there's and there's no reason why it should be on the banned substance list for uh, for those folks. Uh, I'll give you further. I, I, I have a friend who's an airline pilot, um, and he flies to many many places where it's legal to yeah. consume marijuana products in the states that he flies to. Right. Why can he not abide by the local laws and consume marijuana when he's there? Yes, it's a federal law. Yes, a lot of other things, but it's a transforming thing. But the bottom line is 
he doesn't do it because he knows that he can't. He knows he's going to get tested, right? She knows she was going to get tested as well. Uh, I think it's more a matter, unless she was trying to do like a civil disobedience thing and like, I'm going to do it. And you, before, when they go to take that test to say, I know I'm going to test positive because it's not a performance enhancing drug. And I, and I did marijuana, damn it. I smoked marijuana, damn it. I'm high right now. You know, like, <laughs> like if she walked in there with, with a joint in her mouth, then I think that maybe she's being a martyr and maybe is up there on it. But I don't think that we should make her a martyr just because she tested positive for a drug test that she knew that she was going to get tested for. So I, I, I think that it's a separate conversation. I don't think she should be allowed to perform in the Olympics because she knew, right, what she's going to get tested for. But I think it's a case study to examine as, as you guys are saying, what do you guys think about that? Am I right? You know, you get, well, I think that it's think? time for a change. Yes. It's, it's time for a change. And, and this will be the point because it'll come out and I'm, I'm almost guaranteed that there's at least 25 to 50% of professional athletes are smoking marijuana to help them out. Not so much with anything, but anxiety and other things. I could be totally wrong. It's just, I think that'll come out in the future mm -hmm. and that they've done it once it becomes legal and stuff like that. I would much rather them do that it, for a health reason than to drink alcohol to yes. excess after they win a, a, an event and then they drink 12 beers. We know that destroys the liver. We, and you know, the cute uh, toxicity of that is terrible. So why not smoke a joint? I don't do it personally, but why not? You know, yeah. and, and, and it's one of those things that, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, Tyler. I don't know if this is too much for you to, to yeah. handle. You came on and you thought you were going to be talking <laughs> about real estate. We're, we're talk talking about, about real marijuana. estate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I fully agree with, you know, kind of what you're saying. And it's uh, also unfortunate. I think it will spark discussion. I think that it'll raise awareness and um, definitely be on the chopping block and something to talk about. Because like you said, a lot of athletes probably already do it, um, whether they're smoking it. Um, obviously, not the best choice of, uh, right. you know, of use. But if they're doing it, it's way better than drinking a bunch of alcohol or some other drugs. So or self-medicating um, on something else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to, so. Yeah, to, to do whatever it is. I, I get friends that use it to help them sleep as mm -hmm. a natural as a natural sedative or something like that. I mean, you don't have to get like stoned on it. You can take like a micro dose of it and it'll help you yep. sleep or whatever. Um, so I heard. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, when do you think you're going to be selling it in your pharmacy? Uh, so Alabama's pretty far behind the curve. I, we definitely you know, don't, I don't see it anytime soon. Now, when I was in Maryland, um, there were dispensaries up there. And actually, right before I moved back, um, got an opportunity to work back with our family. I was approached by a headhunter from um, a dispensary that was hiring a pharmacist to do a holistic pharmacy job. And I'm like, wow, what an opportunity to work yeah. in a dispensary uh, at a, a, you know, a medicinal uh, spot, which would be incredible to work with patients, probably on the holistic aspect of coaching and things like that. And then also getting more into um, cannabis, which I'm certainly not an expert by any means in that, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't think we'd be at this point where we are today as, you know, having as much exposure to marijuana, but so, you know, the next few years, that would be great to see it. And I certainly would champion that and, you know, would, would 
any alternative to not be on prescription drugs forever. I'll certainly be a champion for that always. So pendulum swinging fast, man. The pendulum swinging really, really fast on this uh, on on the marijuana thing. I mean, it only opened up in Denver. What? Not too long. I mean, you know, not like Mm -hmm. thirty years ago. Maybe five. What it is? Five, ten years ago? Maybe not ten. Maybe five years ago. Um, so are there, uh, what exactly what you just described? I think that's what the world needs more of is holistic pharmacists that are really, that are willing to like, whatever it is, you need some lavender root. Do you need some of this? Do you need some of that? Um, not so much getting back to, you know, witch doctors and things like that, but I mean, getting back to prescribing real things like cinnamon, as you've referred to before, or things that have real medicinal benefits. And it doesn't have to be something prescribed by Bristol Myers Squibb, um, or produced by them for it to be something that benefits your health um is there such a thing now yeah i mean there are lots of functional medicine doctors out there naturopathic doctors mm-hmm. I mean, naturopaths have been doing this for ages um i think it's just becoming more romanticized and more popular especially you know mm-hmm. as people become more aware um they take you know their health by charge you know by force and it's saying hey i'm not going to take a pill forever i want to really um, live my best life. And the, the way to do that is to really kind of buck the traditional system and go your own route. Um, maybe fire your doctor, you, you know, your doctor yeah. works for you. Uh, you got to think about that. And if they're making you take something or making you do something you don't want to do, um, if it goes against your beliefs or whatever you feel, maybe it's time to find someone else. Um, so there are, there's a lot of databases out there that have, you know, functional medicine doctors or integrative doctors, and you can find them online, you know, functional medicine Academy or Institute of Functional Medicine. Um, Mayo Clinic has a huge one headed up by Dr. Hyman. Uh, but yeah, they're out there. Um, some of them, you know, have a traditional cash thing or a traditional practice to take insurance. Some do cash only. So there's, there's different things out there. Um, fewer and far between, but becoming more and more popular. And a lot of different, uh, health practitioners are getting into it. I know several pharmacists that are starting to do it. Um, you know, private consulting, they've gotten out of whatever they're, you know, doing before, whether it's hospital or, or retail pharmacy, but. They're just seeing that, you know, patients are getting better. And if you pivot and go this other route, that it's available. And, you know, you don't want to be 85, um, supposed to be in your golden years, set to retire, and then coming in on some crutches, getting, you know, 12 pills. You know, so that's just not, yeah. that's not life. And that kind of was a big wake-up call for me, you know, when I started working, was just seeing patients who were, who were old and like, hey, we're ready to retire but we, you know, we've got all these ailments and we can't do it. And that, that's always been my biggest, or one of my biggest uh, motivations is one, making sure I've got enough money to do whatever I want to do, but just also being healthy and able to move around. Um, you know, I want to live to be a 120 plus. So I don't want to be, you know, on crutches if I don't have to be, or, you know, taking a bunch of pills. So. So talk about to totally, totally sidetrack again is, um, supplements and supplement companies it, it felt like during you know covid that there were a whole bunch of new companies i go on instagram and i buy stuff matt goes on instagram and he meets you i buy i buy shit <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and so that's why i don't go on instagram that often because they know how to hit me facebook knows oh, yeah. how to hit me with those commercials on instagram <laughs> and so um i try to turn it off but it it honestly felt like there were all these new supplement companies. I stick with the few that I know that supposedly, I mean, I don't, I, I truly don't know because I don't test them. Mm-hmm. Is there any ones that you can recommend or companies or is that n- not something you're willing to do? Or do you make your own? 
No, I've thought about it for a long time. I like I think I want to get I don't want to chase too many rabbits, right? So I want right. to kind of focus on certain things. And at some point in the personal brand, yes, that is, you know, a goal that I would like to do because there are so many things out there. There are so many companies out there that just make junk products. And, yeah. you know, in theory, the things you want to look for are good manufacturing practices, whole list of ingredients, you know, made without um, all kind of byproducts that are getting third party testing. A lot of companies out there are saying they're doing that. Um, you saw that with CBD and sold everywhere. And everyone's like, oh, we're third party tested. There's no chemicals, there's no lead. There's no but how do you really know? Um, but, you know, that is, is something I, I do try to champion. And some people will kind of waffle at paying a little bit more for a, a supplement because it's more expensive. But I always tell them, hey, you know what's in this bottle. Like, there's a company that I, I will use and I won't, I don't like to pump too many, but Pure Encapsulations is a pretty good one. And they do have, third-party testing verifications. They do long-term studies on a, a lot of their supplements. Um, you can go on their website, pull the lot and see what's in them, see the uh, if there's any byproducts or lead or anything in there. So and those are super important. But, you know, going back to the Instagram, um, you know, there's a bunch of new startup companies. I, I'm not a big fan of that just because I don't know who those people are. I don't know their background, anything like that. But you do want to go with a trusted company that's been around for a long time that uses organic ingredients. Um, if they can derive from natural sources, um, that's fantastic. Mega Foods is another one that comes from whole food supplements. Uh, it's all organic, you know, farm raised, and you can go on their website. I think it tells you where even, you know, there's certain plants come from, which is pretty incredible. So um, don't want to pump too many other companies, but circle back in about ten years, maybe I'll have my own supplement company. I can boast that. I like it. Yeah, well, I, I really that's like what it. I that's why I, I thought the world might get to or, and maybe Tyler, you know, I'll, I'll just put it out there. Maybe you're the one that helps drive it there is that I show up with my blood work to say, OK, this is what I'm dealing with. And and I, I also would like to see this level of performance for myself. I'd like to lose a few pounds. Um, I, I'd like to, I, this is my profession. This is my sleep habits, whatever to give you my full diagnostic. And you say, OK, here is your ideal uh supplement take mm -hmm. take one of these in the morning and here's a different pill you take in the afternoon so your body can absorb it differently um maybe even go a little bit further here's what we recommend to be a workout regimen to be um here's a dietary regimen as well and here's a full health plan with a supplement that that was drawn up in our little crucible and everything like that that's it's out the door everything you need right mm -hmm. so not like a, a pill to fight the ailment you're having. Here's a health and wellness optimization plan. Maybe you're not going to be an Olympic runner, but something that's going to help you live your best life with the body you got. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, that's, that would be like my dream just to see that. And I know there are some things out there that are similar to it. Um, but just getting that whole perspective and getting that the whole workup is really a, a beautiful thing. And I know there are doctors out there that do kind of the supplement routine. You know, you tell them those things, you can kind of get it pumped out. There's there's a bunch of um, newer supplement companies. Like, I don't want to give them any credit, but you go online. <laughs> like, yeah, I've got problem with sleep and they will throw in like a melatonin or magnesium or things like that. And you can kind of personalize it that way. Um, but I think to get the full picture, um, it would be fantastic. And again, it goes back to reducing costs because you know, you're not taking all these pharmaceuticals. People are healthier, they're happier, they're more agile, um, they're less burdensome on, you know, the whole economy. So, you know, from just a satisfaction and from a, you know, overall wellness, that would be fantastic to have that. Yeah. Well, I look forward so. to you creating it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, gonna happen. Good. Well, we'll fly down there and then we'll, right when we land, we'll do the inhalation glutathione and mm -hmm. we'll be set.
Well, we don't Come have to fly down there, uh, Dr. Iggy. Here's why. In the digital You world, tell me. Well, then, no, we could. And we, I'd love to hang out. And, and then we'll do some more jumping jacks together because we all right. did jumping jacks before this show, right? Yeah. Um, but in the digital world, right, I could go to a local lab core, get my blood work done, mail it down to Tyler, and then have a video consultation like this saying, this is what I'm dealing with. This is my physical attributes that I'm dealing with right now. You want to go a little bit further. Here's a headshot. Here's a like a body shot of me in, in nothing but a bathing suit. In that, so you can see if I have visceral fat. We're talking about whatever. a speedo, right? You yeah. got a speedo. For oh that. yeah, I don't banana hammock. That's it. That's what I wear to the pool. What do you wear to the pool? I everywhere. I wear a speedo. Pool. You got to wear a speedo. Yeah, I act like I'm Greek. You know, yeah. right? I'm in Greece. Anyway. <laughs> Well, you got to go speedo. <laughs> anyway, um, but you could do a lot of this digitally, uh, right, Tyler? I, I, I would. Right. Think we don't have to go yeah. to Alabama to 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 get a prognosis from a from a, a holistic pharmacist. Yep. Yeah. No. There's there's definitely dozens of docs out there that are doing this already. Well, they'll they'll drop ship you lab kits even to your house, and uh, if you want to do certain tests, they can do it. Or like you said, go to local lab corp, send your your uh, panel off to whichever doctor, and then go from there. But if you, if you wanted to search, you know, something like that on Google, you could definitely find it. Um, definitely a little bit more expensive right now, you know, but it's kind of a cool thing. I know a company called medium.com or not, or just medium. It's a it's kind of a forward thinking, um, medical facility. They're based out of New York, I believe. But if you search them, it's, it really is kind of that beautiful scan. You walk in, it's very modern. Um, there's no waiting room. You go in, they do a full body scan and you go in and there's this huge projector where they pull up all of your labs, your doctors kind of go in over them with you right there. Uh, so it's, you know, that's an in-person model, obviously, but it is kind of cool to see them doing that. Um, so if you look them up, they've got a location in DC as well, but mm-hmm. uh, cool. it's kind of, that seems to be like the future of in-person medicine. Are they doing like, cause there's a spot by me, I live in, in uh, Pennsylvania where we're doc- close to Dr. Iggy as well. There's a spot just across the bridge in New Jersey um, that does, I- I've mentioned this to Dr. Iggy before, and some of these things are mildly invasive or perceived to be there. So, so they're doing full body scans they're doing a CT mm-hmm. scan, some radiology scans and things like that. Um, to look for calcium buildups, maybe mm-hmm. to look for polyps or to look for, um, you know, tumors and things like that you may have in your body, right? Are they doing that kind of thing too? Because some of the, they, I, I brought that up, Dr. Iggy, and you were questionable about it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Full body CAT scan. I don't know. I, I, I Tyler, you can, you can elaborate more. I have to say, I know up. we're rabbit-holing here, but this is there all interesting know. about being preventative <laughs> on medicine. What do you think? Yeah, so I, um, I don't know if they're doing that specifically, but I am a little hesitant to do um, full body scans or things that are unnecessary, unex- you know, unnecessary exposure to radiation and things like that. So, um, if there's reason to believe, like, I don't think, you know, knock on wood as a young 30 year old, I should go in and get a full body scan and maybe they're selective on who they do it to, if it's an older person or past family history. Um, and that's probably where they get into the more personalized medicine because we're all completely different. Our you know bodies are made up differently genetics and those yeah. different things. So, um, you know, if they can do calcification scans, those are, I think relatively important because, um, you know, if you've got a blockage, that's great to know that. And there's ways to reduce that or you know, get rid of it. So, um, oh, yeah, so I think that because there's, there's a, I thought the calcium scoring test is a radiology, like where you put your body through a tube and they scan it to look to see if you've got calcium blockages anywhere in your arteries, right? Or is there a way to do it that's non invasive? Um, there, the only way I know is to do, um, 
like a little ultrasound. I've seen some doctors do like ultrasound on the carotids uh, just to see if there's any calcification there. And there may be other ways. Again, I'm not like a diagnostician or anything no, like no. that. So yeah, uh, <laughs> this is all um, yeah, we're we're getting into the into the preventive. Get into the weeds. Yeah. Well, this is like this is really goes back to longevity, right? This mm-hmm. whole that that's like the underlying conversation here is that this is a it is that you know, we all want to live a longer life and, and and make more money and prosperity and everything like that, but also live in a long enough life to enjoy it. That's what this show is all about anyway. That's the intention thereof. And one of one of the two things that take down more males in the US than anything else are two things, heart disease or cancer, right? Um, and if you have a propensity for cancer and you try and eat clean foods and things like that, that don't have a propensity to draw that about, but heart disease, you know, I mean, I'm in my forties, Dr. Reggie's in his forties. I believe we're, how old are you? Uh, 31, 31. Oh, you got us beat. Yeah. You got, you win. Right. Um, but for men in their forties and for men in their, in their thirties too, right. Heart disease is one of those things that it's, it's like, you could have the widow maker, you know, like the heart attack that we're all healthy. You hear of like men that have run marathons having this. Um, mm-hmm. and all that. So if you want longevity, it's about eliminating, obviously living a clean, healthy life. So you have a clean, healthy body the rest of your life, but also eliminating those silver bullet shots that could just come out of nowhere that you didn't even know about that could, that could just wrecking ball and either take you out completely or completely change your life and all that. So that's, that's why I brought that up and all. And I know you're not a cardiologist or anything, but it's one of those things that I think that we should be aware of because if we can avoid those silver bullets, it can just knock us out. Then really it's about just leaving, living healthy, eating clean, exercising, and you will live to maybe it's 120, whatever the number is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of mixed things on lifestyle or certain diets and things like that. But if you can avoid the big triggers, like you you mentioned, just living a relatively clean life, avoiding certain things, you know, ultimately being very intentional about, you know, what you're putting in your body, whether that's your mind or, you know, the foods that you're eating and not drinking a Coke or grabbing, you know, something else rather than a, you know, burger and French fries. Um, Mm. So, you know, just being very intentional about what you do uh, versus, um, you know, being proactive rather than reactive, which is, you know, the way to live a long, healthy life, I think. Very good. You said well, burger. I got hungry. I know. I, that's, I mean, you, you get hungry too. Burgers. Yeah, it, burgers are delicious, man. Right when I heard that, I'm like, my mind clicked, and I'm. Like, I know. Oh, I, I, I I did that too. It's so funny that like that. I whatever it is about our brain and our our you know whatever wiring that you hear dirty food like that. And you're like, ooh, mm. that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds you know? good. Yeah, it does. I mean, maybe it's just been brought up on it or whatever, but like I'm taking my wife out to dinner tonight. And I'm like, maybe I'm going to, maybe I'll have a burger tonight for dinner. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. Maybe. For- yeah. Anyway, yeah, wait, way too early for me to start thinking about food. Though. I'm always big. Uh, I'm big on intermittent fasting right now. So I, I usually try not to eat until one or two in the afternoon. I have my bulletproof coffee in the morning, gets me going and keeps me moving on. Let's go there, because uh, I doubt Dr. Iggy's eating today. Uh, I've not, it's uh, currently eleven in the after, eleven in the morning. I haven't eaten yet, uh, Dr. Iggy. You likely have not eaten yet today. He probably hasn't nope. eaten since last Thursday. This guy, uh, <laughs> not that far. No, I I I stopped doing extreme stuff. Yeah, so I'll do something similar to you, Tyler. And uh, yeah, but I will. Uh, I do have like a bulletproof like coffee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sometimes I, you, you add the butter and stuff or just brain octane. I do butter brain octane and I'll switch it up. Sometimes I go on and off, but, um, been doing it on and off for a while and, and, and seeing good results from it. 
Yeah. You ever try too much brain octane oil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you run into the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Not again. Not a good time. <laughs> I had that too. I just use MCT oil, which is similar. I mean, similar yeah. enough, kind of similar concept. Yeah. And even on the bottle, it says, do not overuse this product because it will <laughs> of course go right through you. And, yeah. I, I've you had don't enough know work. unless you try it. And you're yeah, like, I know, oh, right? It's not a big deal, and then all to find out like a bubble. It's like boom, yeah, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah. gotten stomach cramps from it, but um, yeah. yeah. What? Why do you believe in it? Why? For those that don't know, why is intermittent fasting important? Why do you choose to do it? Yeah, so I think for me, one, it helps to kind of trigger my brain. Um, I feel like I'm more active, or uh, my brain is just a little bit sharper when I'm when I'm doing it. So. Um, kind of did it started unintentionally. So as a pharmacist, like you're always like pretty busy, like if you're working in retail, you don't have any, any time to eat. But then I started getting into more longevity. I started learning about intermittent fasting and um, starts the autophagy process and keeps the body just fired up and it gives yourself a break. So big fan of kind of reducing the eating window, not, you know, eating for a certain amount of time and just really focusing on other tasks. But, you know, when I first started, I could only go a couple of hours, but really it's about training your brain, training your body. Like you really don't need to eat first thing in the morning. That's, you know, a myth we've been told our whole lives, breakfast, Mm -hmm. support meal of the day, all that stuff. But uh, it's been incredible just to kind of get on that intermittent fasting, bulletproof train and, and seeing how the results come from that. That's great. That's great, man. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, well, I, I, you're, you're not just this, uh, <laughs> this, this super holistic, um, you know, healthy, health oriented, fourth generation pharmacist, man. You're, you're also um, a budding, uh, a budding real estate professional and all that. So tell us a bit about how that transition happened. You ended up flipping the, the real estate switch and, you know, tell, tell us when that happened and where you're at now. Okay. So real estate's kind of been something I've been interested in my whole life. I've always wanted to be involved in it. My parents have owned, you know, rentals kind of on and off throughout my life. And mm-hmm. I've always been interested in it. I want to get involved. And I think back in um, undergrad, I, I was interested and then in a pharmacy school. I was like, okay, I really want to get started, but I don't have any money. I'm going to be paying off debt, you know, as soon as I graduate, how do I go from there? Um, and I Googled, you know, how to get involved with you know, no money. And of course, Brandon Turner's book comes up and getting involved with low and no money. Um, and I read it and then I kind of put it aside for a while. And then um, after pharmacy school, I moved up to Baltimore, Maryland. And I was like, okay, I'm about a year out, still don't have any money, but uh, I want to get involved and kind of pulled the trigger, fell backwards into a rental and then kind of spiraled down from there about four properties that year and then four the year after. Um, so I've got a total of uh, 10 rentals right now. I've kind of put everything on pause just because I just had a new child. I kind of wanted to be very present Congrats. for that period. Of- yeah. yeah, thank you. Right. Thank you. Um, be very present for that. And then we also knew we were going to be pivoting and moving to Alabama. So I wanted to not buy any more stuff here. And then also just kind of reassessing my current strategy. Okay, so I bought you know 10 properties within the first year and a half or so. Those are going okay. Mostly, or they're all birds, pretty much full guts kind of labor intensive. And I just kind of sat back and was like, okay, how much time have I spent on this? How much, you know, cash flow, all that stuff. And I just decided to pivot. Okay. It's time to kind of move on to commercial, um, self-storage is something that I'm really interested in right now. It's something I was interested in for a long time, Mm. but I didn't have the confidence to do it until I got through some of these, you know, easy burrs or 
you know, those small single families. So now I think that I've got the confidence to go into it. I've got um, two leads that I'm working on right now. I don't think they may or may not pan out, but you know, it just, it's kind of a cool thing to see pivoting on from single families onto something else. So I love real estate, all things about it. I could talk about it all day long. It's really my biggest passion project. So uh, all about it. I feel bad that we talked about health for the whole time. No, and then, and then his biggest passion is real estate. <laughs> but yeah, health and longevity too. I mean, it's like I said, they're both like my two favorite things to talk about. So I can talk about both for days. So I love, well, love we, both we of can. them. We can. The thing is, is that uh, as, uh, as, as you know, Tyler, life's not, not life, just uh, nothing operates in a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, we should be like generating passive income streams through real estate investing or through alternative, uh, just buying assets. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Not only alternatives, whatever, just, you know, Kiyosaki level stuff, buy assets to produce cash flow. Um, so that I don't have to work my entire life. I can enjoy that cash flow, build that stream up and up and up and up and up till it's a river, till it's a, till it's a, an ocean of cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, or just as big as I want it to be, but also living a healthy, long life that I can enjoy that into my elder years and not, um, and not rely on changing, you know, government systems to support elderly and things like that. I can rely on what I've built during my life, um, mm-hmm. to feed myself. Uh, and if, if those government programs are there, I can enjoy those too, you know, yeah. it's another revenue stream. Um, and that so so uh so that so that's great. What are you what, what kind of deals have you done now? You said you've done some single families. Are those in the Maryland area where you used to live, or are those down by you in Alabama? Yep, they're all single families in Maryland. I'm still up there. I've got them all. I'm keeping them for the time being. Um, cash flowing, you know, decent amount. And I've I've done a full rehab on them. So hopefully the maintenance is down and capital expenditures are down. And I've done a few fix and flips. Um, but then I don't have anything in Alabama currently working on a new build just for our primary residence, but, um, just decided to pivot awesome. down here and, and do that. But I'm, I'm also going to steal a uh, Brendan Turner's idea and, and buy a house for my daughter instead of, you know, shuttling money away for, for college. That's going to be nice. your college fund is trying to buy something down here. Does it talk more about that? Cause those that have read Brendan and those, everybody should read Brandon Turner's book. Uh, this is no low and no money down real estate investing. Um, I believe it's what are you getting paid for that commercial? Are you, are you getting paid? Cause we have so many listeners. I you owe me $5. <laughs> Brandon, you know, Brandon Turner owes me. I, he, he's got a few more than this show does, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but, uh, but he's a good friend of mine. I'm happy to promote his book, but, um, Talk, could you just highlight that in just a few seconds about what it is you're referring to, why it's great, why, you know, just give us a little bit of nugget on that. And those can reach out to, you can listen to Brandon on the Bigger Pockets podcast or read his book to hear the whole story. But tell me what, what, what it, what it means to you. Yeah. So I think the idea is that, um, you know, real estate's obviously a great wealth vehicle, but a lot of people mm-hmm. think you have to have money to get involved. And that's definitely not the case. I didn't use any of my own money pretty much for all, you know, the 10 properties that I have. Um, and the book just kind of breaks it down and makes it very simple and uh, just talks about ways that you can get involved, whether it's a partner, having owner financing, having hard money lenders, you know, and there's pretty much endless amount of ways you can get involved without using any of your own money. And it makes it a little bit more attainable. Um, you know, my first plan was to work for 10 years, save up, you know, X amount of money and then start investing. And I'm very glad I didn't because that would have been a terrible mistake. But, um, you know, the book just makes it very, very simple to to get involved and not wait forever. And it can make uh, dramatic changes on your, on your life. That's great. And I mean, you know, the concept is, uh, as I've understood it and, um, in, in that, like, you know, you have a newborn child, right. And first of all, congratulations. Um, but newborn child, 
um, uh, child's born, you go buy that rental and maybe you laid no money down, loaded no money down, as you said, seller financing, um, you know, raise private capital from your network and everything like that. Um, or uh, whatever it is you do to buy it, you, you buy it and then you do the burr strategy where you buy it, you renovate it, um, you rent it out, you refinance it and you put it on amortized debt, meaning like every year you slowly pay that debt down. You just nibble at it, nibble at it, nibble at it, nibble at it. And if you buy the right deal, you can put it on a 15 year amortizing mortgage where after 15 years, it's free and clear, right? Which is a phenomenal vehicle. And that, you know, if your child's one, two, three, whatever, how great would it be to have your kid graduate high school and have a free and clear piece of real estate waiting for them that maybe you liquidate and they become fifth generation pharmacist, pharmacist and go to school and, you know, right. Um, or uh, we, we've thought about for our kids is to just, here you go. You can do whatever you want with this property. You can move into it. You can, here's a free and clear home. How great would it be to be debt-free and not have a housing expense that early in life? You know, uh, you can go true, pursue a true passion and not work to maintain a housing expense as many, many, many Americans do. Um, or you can enjoy that revenue stream and go tour Europe or whatever it is and, and live on the couple of grand a month we're making off this rental property, which thanks to inflation, it could be 10,000 a month oh, yeah. uh, 15 years from now, right? Um, there's so many possibilities that an asset plus a revenue stream to give to your child would be, whether they liquidate it and go to college or whatever it could be, to, to give them when they graduate high school. I, I love the concept. We're working on the same things for our kids um, and, and that. And so I'm really uh, excited to hear it. I'm grateful that Brandon put that out there uh, in his book. And I'm glad to hear that, you, uh, that, that you're doing the same thing for your kids. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a competitive advantage for them, like you said. Um, when they graduate, they have options, you know, they can yeah. do whatever they want to. Um, you can also refinance and parlay that money into something else and keep the house, put it back on another yeah. note. Um, but there's so many options. It, it's probably not the only one we'll do. We'll probably look into the other investments as well. But I think even if you do sink money into it and you put down a down payment, it's going to be probably much less than you would put into a traditional, you know, 529 plan or something like that. So, um, and it gives them, it's kind of a game. They see it, they can, it's attainable. If it's yeah. close by, they can go, you know, you know pride of ownership, they can go, Hey, that's my house. And they can brag their friends. I, I own a house at five. And, you know, it's really cool to kind of yeah. to think about that. And it teaches them responsibility and ownership and yeah. things like that. So. So I have a friend that has teenage kids and the teenage kids are now, I just, they didn't do the Brandon model, but the, the parents had a few rentals. The kids are now handling the property management interface at 15 years old right? Mm. Um, they're reviewing the financial statements. They're asking questions to the PM. They're determining market rents that the PM should put them on the market <laughs> for um, and all that. So what a great schoolroom uh, to, to throw kids into. Kids are more ready to learn than with them. My son's seven and I'm, my son's already selling things on eBay. Um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's fine. He's, we're going to garage sales. He's watching Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, on this oh, yeah. garage stuff. And I have to tell oh, my yeah. son, like, hey, listen, uh, Gary V uses a lot of grown up words, son. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. so we have to filter oh, yeah. some things we hear Gary V say. And you hear, you hear mommy and daddy say all those words too. We know those are grown up words. We don't say this too. You That'll know? help them sell more. What's yeah. that? Those grown up words will help them sell more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, that's great. So what's, you, you had mentioned self-storage, uh, are you looking at multifamily and are you looking to invest as a passive, a passive investor in a syndicator for these types of assets? Or are you looking to buy or coordinate your own uh, investments as the driver of those kinds of larger assets? Yeah, right now I, I want to be uh, the driver of that. So looking at smaller ones, um, 
you know, I'm definitely open to partnerships before everything's just been solo. But, you know, I think for growth purposes, there's nothing wrong with uh, joining with someone, especially someone who has more experience. So like right now, I'm looking at one that's probably a lot bigger than I would take down. I think it's a thousand um, thousand doors or it's not how you talk about self storage, but, you know, yeah, units. Units, I think it's, 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 um, you know, 60,000 square feet. So it's a really big facility. I would never take that down. It's my first one. Um, but I would partner with someone and maybe either take um, like a small wholesaling fee or put in some equity in there and just to get involved in that. But um, I've really been trying to focus down on self-storage only. I, yeah, I don't want to get shiny object syndrome. I like the idea of multifamily, things like that. But I want to just kind of get power in the niche and then just like stick with that for a time being and then move on. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's, uh, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to niching down and there's a lot to um, learning the ropes of self-storage through like produce a deal. Somebody else comes in and does it alongside you, mm-hmm. um, you know, get as much equity as you can, of course, and all that. And then you can, um, you can learn the ropes and, you know, take your next one down uh, behind it. That's awesome. Um um, and this hour has flown by. Look right. at that. It's super fast. Yeah. yeah, we're beyond an hour. Too fast. It's okay. We'll have to do it again. We'll bring you, <laughs> you back know on. It. We'll yeah. actually talk more about real estate next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. It's okay. Well, I, yeah. We, I, but I want to talk more health stuff too. There's, there's even health, there's, there's health conversations we didn't quite get a chance to get over to, as well as real estate questions, which I love talking to, to folks that have an eye on the health, on healthy habits and on uh, creating prosperity, creating cash flow streams, buying assets, those kinds of things. Cause that's really the whole quan, what it's all about the whole enchilada. Right. So Dr. Tyler, are you ready for the final exam? Uh, Hold on, I'm go. not ready. Are you, he is seated. He's strapped in. Dr. Iggy, are you prepared? I'll, I'll go first. Well, that's Dr. why Iggy. I, ha- now I am prepared. <laughs> I am prepared now. I am prepared too. All right. All right, Tyler, what book or film? changed your life uh rhinoceros success by scott alexander i think hmm. that's a cool name yeah yeah it's 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 kind of silly uh yeah the, his, his approach to it is it's kind of silly but it's an incredible book talks about just running through life you know, waking up in the morning tenacity which i'm a little slow on that right now with the newborn but uh <laughs> trying to get back to my rhino self but incredible book thick skin like a rhino and just bull charging everything <laughs> <laughs> just running exactly. through life. I love it. I love that. I have to look into that. That's kind of how Dr. Iggy lives life, by the way. I know. I got to Yeah. I, maybe I need to read that book. Yeah. So what, what a healthy habit you wish more of your patients did? Mm. Sleep, number one. Two, take magnesium. Three, wow. cut out processed foods. It's funny. Magnesium was one of Dr. Iggy's health tips on a prior episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah? So you guys are cut from the same cloth um what one wealth tip do you wish you had learned earlier in life start earlier so just starting to invest much much earlier just real estate investing in general buying assets yeah right yeah awesome and we didn't talk about this at all this next question but uh, this is a, the I'll most this important is gonna, this is gonna, I, I can tell this is gonna be a cool answer yeah if it's not, you you better make it cool. That's it. <laughs> what do you do for fun? Oh, man, I'm a big outdoor enthusiast. So we just moved back. And um, thankfully, we're living in our parents' house on the lake while our house is being built. So pretty incredible summer. Um, my new thing right now has been to wake up early in the morning, 
go for a boat ride or jet ski ride like first thing in the morning get out of bed oh, so anything outside like water skiing snow skiing we love just being outside as much as possible so you'll definitely have to come down for that yes health health and well stuff get on the boat be outside there's i, I cannot imagine needing a cup of coffee after a 5 a.m jet ski ride <laughs> <laughs> the only thing it's missing is that cold plunge so doctor you have to bring one down and we'll make no, one with the lake you ju- we can go in uh, <laughs> november the alabama yeah. lakes might be too warm for you dr iggy no oh, in november yeah. i'm sure it's pretty cold yeah. <laughs> or not you tell us tyler eh, it would be yeah, coldish. So yeah, worth a try. Yeah. It's awesome. In January, we'll try. <laughs> when, where do you see yourself five years from now? Give us uh, give a few details on where you see life in five years. Gosh, definitely thriving, um, living life on my terms. Just you know, I'm still in my journey, still pretty early on, but you know, spending as much time with my family, my wife, and hopefully a couple kids at that point. So, um, and then working still like to work just because it, it gives me motivation and passion, uh, keeps me driving. So, and lastly would be just traveling in there a bunch too. We'd like to travel several times per year, but just obviously bumping that up and just having a nice balance between, you know, life and work. That's great. So cool. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, not, man. I, you could say pharmacist cause you're, yeah, you're a generation. I did not what? want to be pharmacist. Right. Um, I think I want to be a doctor, actually. Um, so I'm 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 pretty glad with the decision I made. So things worked out pretty well for me. They always do, oh, don't yeah. they? Um, <laughs> what's one bucket list item you have not completed yet? Mm, uh, skydiving, which my wife oh, tells me oh. maybe hard now that we have a newborn, but I'm still gonna try to sneak it in there. <laughs> yeah, it's there's yeah they got insurance. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. bounce off the ground. That's awesome. We did it. You passed. You ah, passed the exam. We we'll give you we an A plus. A plus <laughs> on the final exam. Wow. Not bad. Well, well, Dr. Tyler Dalton, uh, for those that want to hear more from you, that want to mail you their blood work and have you give them a <laughs> consultation or um, buy some magnesium or some uh, glutophamine or any other kind of crazy <laughs> stuff. I yeah. like how you make it all fancy. I know. I think I said it wrong, but um, and any of the great stuff that you talked about, including your real estate investing career and all those things, how do folks get a hold of you? Instagram is probably the best way. Um, it's at Dr. Tyler. Dalton, I think. Um, and that's kind of got my email on there. You can shoot me a message. That's the best way. I and mean, obviously that's how we connected. So uh, I'd love to always hear people's stories, answer questions any way I can, and, and really kind of motivate people and get people started in their health and wealth journey. That's cool. awesome. Well, uh, Dr. Tyler, we'd love to have you more again on the show. We can maybe go down the rabbit hole. I, I enjoyed going down the rabbit hole uh, with you. I, I, um, I think that there's more other rabbit holes we can hop into in the future. So I uh, hope to have you on again and uh, wish you all the best. And congrats again on the new baby, brother. Yeah, thanks so much. Glad to uh, be on here with you guys. Look forward to coming back on. Wow, Dr. Riggie, that was a great show, man. We really touched on a lot of things there, huh? Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean... It, the marijuana stuff is big. Yes. Not only, I Changing mean, world, we're all, yeah, we're all investors. We don't talk about investing in marijuana, but this is, I mean, this is going to be big time and mm-hmm. it already is. And, and it's the whole idea, you know, we talk about it, you know, whether it's a PED or not, and it, it made it a, a very interesting conversation. 
It's it's uh I, I'll probably have to do a wealth tip on it in the future because uh, I have some thoughts on marijuana investing and and that. So let's we'll, we'll go there. Maybe listen to it in a future episode. But I think that it's certainly a changing. Um, I, I, here's what I, on, on a broader sense, the world of medicine is changing. Yes. The world of medicine used to be if you have a headache, take an Advil, right? right. Um, now the world of medicine is. If you have a headache, why do you have a headache? Is it because you're dehydrated? If you're dehydrated, maybe drink drink like a liter of water, you know, that'll make you feel better. Or are you do you have a headache because you have a recurring condition? Are you are do you have a headache because you're hungry? You know, well let's let's solve the real problem and not necessarily throw medicine at things. And I don't think that that Tyler uh, would would say that there should be no medicine ever. It's just that, and this is coming from a fourth generation, fourth generation pharmacist. But what I got is that there are other solutions to make us feel good, to make us live long lives than prescribed pharmaceutical pills. Um, and they have a place, but they're maybe overplaced right now in today's world. And there's becoming a pushback and a wave going the other way about people using alternative products and maybe more natural holistic products and not take pills their whole life. Maybe take a pill for a little bit and then get back to living a healthy, vibrant life. Yeah, I, I I think that that's great. And yeah. I mean, that's the way to go. And the, and the model that he's going to take care of you, he even talked about it. I, we didn't get him to officially say it, but the fact that we'll we kind of got invited down there, I right? I think we're going to go run his jet ski. I, I think you kind of invited us to his house in, in Alabama. I think we'll just, <laughs> let's just show up. Let's show up. Yeah, come on. We're going to come to your house in Alabama. We're going to ride jet skis around at 5 a.m. in the morning. I'm sure your neighbors won't mind, you know, and uh, and then we're going to do lots of craziness. Dr. Iggy's going to jump in your cold water and you two are going to just go knock yourselves out on magnesium, you know, and- uh, <laughs> And, and uh, to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, run to the toilet. Um, <laughs> Well, great show, guys. Make sure you check us out at mattneggy.com. If you love what we do here on this on this show, please leave us a good rating um, on and a review on your favorite podcast uh, portal. We love having you guys as listeners. We love the show. Um, and that, and please join us on the next episode. Take us home, Dr. Iggy. All right. Well, we'll end with this. Everyone have a great day. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Guys show with Matt and Dr. Iggy. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you like what we do, please check us out at mattandiggy.com. Thanks for listening again and have a great day.